Welcome to the Girl Awakening Podcast. I'm Jo Hendy from the Sacred Sister Project. I'm Amanda Parker from Mayella Organics. Together each week, we will share a vulnerable, open and honest podcast about the awakening process in all of its sacredness. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm not, I've li- we're not even going to say what episode it is because I've lost track. Yeah, it's kind of, I think we've been wrong the last few. <laughs> yeah, we we're, ahead, we're, be- we're behind on the, been ahead of, yes. we've actually done more than we thought. Yes, yeah. it's been wonderful. Yeah. We have another beautiful, amazing guest in the studio this morning, a local girl too, which we love. I so love. Yes. Her and that she's local. Yes, <laughs> very local. It's the lovely Madonna Williams. Um, a little about Madonna. She's the owner and lead teacher for Zen Soul Life, a thriving yoga community and yoga teacher training academy based on the Gold Coast. Her experience includes yoga teacher training programs in Australia, Bali, with mindfulness connection retreats in Bali and Byron Bay. Her yoga teacher is influenced by the, the traditions of Hatha, Vinyasana, Ashtanga, I'm probably saying this totally wrong, Kundalini, and also the modern approach to yin and mindfulness. Madonna's past mm. studies and careers include exercise, health science, nutrition, personal training. She is a Zen Thai Shiatsu massage therapist and qualified in therapeutic use of pure essential oils. Madonna's book, Zen Soul, Your Life, 2013, is an inspirational guide to inspire mindfulness, yoga, benefits and conscious food choices. We love this. Welcome, Madonna. Oh, I can't believe it was 2013. Well, I actually started writing it in, t- in 2012. Ah. And then it, I think it was published in 2013, and which just seems like so long ago. That mm. little book is, you know, it's still on display where we are, are up oh. at Paradise Point. And, you know, it, it still gets sold. Like, but it does, I look at it and I think, oh, I feel yeah. like it was such a beautiful journey to write that. Yeah. It was a healing journey in itself. Mm. So it kind of like it's a very heartful book. Um, don't go looking to that book for academic inspiration. <laughs> um, although, you know, it's an A to Zen. Look, there's inspiration on the mind. There's the food, um, an A to Zen on, you mm. know, um, different types of food that are, that are good for us, yeah. that are healthy for us. It's not about weight loss, although that just tends to be, mm. you know. High vibe if, food. High yeah. vibe food, mm. you know. Um, and then there's the postures. So the A to Zen of certain postures are not how to do the postures so much, why? Because mm. when I first started yoga, it was like, why am I doing this? Why this posture, why that mm. posture? Because I didn't like yoga when I first started. Mm. It was, I was stiff, I was <laughs> stiff. I was, uh, um, back in my 20s, I was, um, yeah, I was an athlete. Mm. I played netball and cross country and um, triathlons. And wow. I was an athlete, so I was very stiff. Yeah. And um, I did my first yoga class and I was in pain. Yeah. Uh, and I was angry. Yeah. <laughs> what a beautiful, like, it's just you saying that alone. Yeah. It's so funny, isn't it? Because yeah. all that, even like, I was a netballer too and all of that. And I can feel, when you say that, I, I love netball. Yeah. But oh, I can feel the competitiveness of me, yeah. you know, yeah. in there. And it was like, it yeah. is tight and it's restricted and it's all of that. It's not yoga. Yeah. But yeah. it was, you know, for me, netball was friends. Yeah, absolutely. Netball was connection and yes. community. And it kept me super fit and, 
And look, you know, um, I'm very grateful for my netball years. I still have mm. netball friends from from being 16 years old. Yeah. I mean, Robin Singh, my goodness. Oh, no I, and she's a yoga teacher now. You know. <laughs> In so Hawaii, is she? We, um, I don't know where she's based, but we, you know, we sort of touch back no sunshine coast i think yeah sunshine coast but we um we were in the queensland netball team together and we traveled to new zealand and oh my goodness we had a ball and so um, because i was living with my grandparents at the time and i hadn't seen my mum for nearly a whole year and i said to mum you know i've made this team we're going to new zealand we need a mascot and mum came so it was like literally wow. a highlight because i had you know one of eight children so yeah. i had mum to myself oh, um, on this trip and she you know she's a bit of a character and she played up a little bit <laughs> uh, just just sort of you know we'd go out and she was the one having the most fun and, yeah and the girls absolutely loved her yeah um the manager and the coach had to pull her into line a few times <laughs> but she was a great mascot and she was cheering on the sideline and yeah oh, she's absolutely so absolutely gorgeous so um mum's fresh in my mind i just yeah. spent sunday with her so oh, we yeah, we beautiful. cozied up in bed and drank tea and yeah i brought home this um margaret river chocolate oh we had a trip to wa and yeah we ate chocolate and watched movies that's and very mum kind of movies like, yeah you know just yeah. grinned and all bared the, it. The drama, <laughs> all the romantic dramas and yeah, oh, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. She watches a few dramas. Yeah, <laughs> don't they all? Do we not jump in? Do you want to jump in and ask the question? Oh first well, off? I think we've kind of. I think we're going to be jumping in. Yeah, all, all the way over the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll go and we'll probably mm. go back and forth. I think. Because, yeah. Um, I, I think I'm your oldest guest. Oh, <laughs> I love that. And yeah. Most definitely uh, well, not looking say, her age at all. Shall we say? Very wise. Well, you know, this, I, I love the fact, and I think, you know, more than anything, yoga's taught me this, is that we're going into this, uh, I've had, you know, two 25-year chapters, I mm. call them, and then you're going to this next 25-year chapter of my life. Oh, wow. And um, it really does feel like a sovereign mm. phase and stepping into your truth uh, unapod- unapologetically mm. um, it's a it's a strong phase but an inner strength mm. uh, it's a vulnerable phase but it's an incredibly loving and wise phase mm. um, I think you know we're all in that phase to be honest as human beings on some level but um, for my journey and I think for women in general when you know that that third 25 year mm. phase is um, it's really powerful and I remember reading a book when I was 16 and instinctively, I mean, because of the events that happened and, you know, we can go on a little journey maybe mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. with the events that happened in as a child and, and as an early teenager. But I read this book called Passage to Power uh, and I fell in love with Leslie Kenton, who, um, you know, some of the listeners probably know who she is if, if they're kind of my age, but she was the... Oh, look, she was the health leader of the time. And she wasn't so much a Marianne Williamson. Mm-hmm. She wasn't a Gabrielle Bernstein, you know, so they're, they're, they're sort of taking it more to a spiritual level. But she did, she was pushing the boundaries and she was hinting. And Passage to Power was about embracing your cycle, your mm-hmm. menstrual cycle. Oh, yeah. It was oh, about yeah. embracing uh, your um, and menopause. And here I am as a 16 and I like embracing all this. I actually 
booked to see her in Brisbane. Oh, wow. As a 16 year old, went mm. in there by myself into wow. Brisbane City, living with my grandparents. Um, jumped on a bus and a train and I got there and I got to see her and meet her in person which was incredible and she she really inspired me at that age because I was seeking and and needing that direction and so I, powerful I wanted at 16 yeah. Yeah. yeah the but awareness that, in you that needs yeah, yeah. And I, I wouldn't have said that back then that mm. was just like there was just this um, compelling part of me that mm. thought no this is what I need mm. and this woman is she's inspiring me she's she's rocking mm. it and there was no one else like that in yeah. my life at yeah. the time I mean my mother now I see she was just so busy she yeah. had eight children wow. she was a register she was a nurse and nursing back then you know they worked around the clock yeah. dad worked at sea wow so it was full on you yeah. know we were always sort of at grandparents or aunties and I um, developed this really strong connection with my father's parents Nana and Pop so we we had this incredible bond and um, I can look back at my early childhood and then even though, you know, we were all going to their place, um, or some of us were, because eight of us, so some of us were, but it was me in particular. And I kind of asked myself that question later on, much, much later on, um, because, you know, I mean, many of us have attachments or mm. beautiful mm. connections with our grandparents. But it kind of went back to being a, a very young child. And um, there were eight born in seven years. Wow. So, and uh, so it was my elder sister, my brother, um, my next sister, myself, and then two sets of twins. Oh, wow. amazing. So, yeah, wow. bit of a cheat. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing was, I, I turned two in January. My twin brothers um, were one in March, and then a twin brother and sister were born in a, a year and a day after the first set of twins. Incredible. Yeah, so March 31st and then April Fool's Day. Wow. You get eight children. <laughs> so your mum had two sets joke. of twins? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's a very so, busy And thing. I, you know, look, looking back as a two-year-old and knowing my nature now, knowing myself well enough now, I wanted to be the little, you know, mother yeah. I wanted to be. But I would get in the way. Yeah. And I'd cause damage, of course, because that's what two-year-olds do. Being yeah you know you want to but, well yeah you want to help but you know mm. just for example I put my new gum boots on and I climbed into the cot to make sure they were okay but yeah. you know they ended up screaming because yeah. I was stepping on their legs <laughs> <laughs> so but, the, but the intention was you there right that is just adorable and your gum boots in there. the intention was, was be there I don't know why I put my new gum boots on yes. yeah, I wasn't sure what was actually going to be in that cot um but it went back to then and then I think knowing that mum had a lot on her plate and I just, I don't know, there was, I always felt like I was older than I was. Mm. When I was yes. two, I thought mm. I was, you know, a, I don't know, an adult. I was a little adult trying mm. to help. When I was in year five, because I was sent to school a bit earlier, mm -hmm. I thought I was, this is too young for me, this class. Yeah because everybody's crying and everybody's yeah, not, right. got, not got it together. Your perception of your environment and your concepts. Yeah, and, they, were, and so, you know, they wanted to yeah. sort of play little games, whereas I felt like being with two sets of twins at home and helping mum or just, I don't know, being in that environment, I 
felt like I was already mm. grown up. Yeah, and, you needed more was, stimulation than what was given because you already oh, had all what was they were trying to give you at home. No, I, yeah, exactly. But I think it was just that was part of me at the time. There was an awareness that was going on mm. um, that I can only reflect on now. That oh, well, okay, you that you most belonged. Yeah, it was just it was just as it was, yeah. you know, and, and you know that's just who I was at the time. But then. As the years progressed, um, you know, I get a little bit older and I started to settle in with my peers. But I think the attachment to my grandparents came and, you know, to be honest, I've never shared before um, and I may get a little bit vulnerable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you, could, you should never precede with that comment, should you? Because then it makes you get vulnerable. <laughs> oh, yeah, the expression across Madonna's face was just <laughs> beautiful. It was yeah. just, I actually took the box of tissues off the table and so yeah. thought, we're not going to need these today. Yeah. <laughs> it's valid, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, like my, my public persona and even going to school, mm. most of my friends never knew about what happened at home or, yeah. you know, anything. And, and even growing up, I've always been, um, I've always had an intention to raise people up and mm, to yeah to create a happy environment yeah. and to be positive and all that sorts of things but it, the essence of it was that I've always been on a healing journey yeah mm. um, and I didn't really realize that until the last 20 years when I started mm. a very very deep yoga mm. meditative you know healing journey mm. but back then um, there were there was three cases of abuse mm -hmm. um, and you know one that took me was still even the last 10 years um, it's been a lifetime of healing to to forgive and to have compassion for the abuser mm -hmm. for the uh, and you know as for listeners that have been abused in some way mm. sexual abuse physical abuse um, it you blame yourself absolutely and you're a child mm. you know yeah. yeah go figure yeah you blame mm. yourself but that's the nature mm -hmm. of a little girl mm. who um who thinks that she's safe mm. and she thinks that that person is safe yeah mm. and it turns around yeah um and you you you're literally in shock mm -hmm. um you don't talk you um you hide mm. you change mm. But you try not to let people know that you've changed. Yeah. Uh, you try to still put up a facade. And I think I spent most of my school years so focused, mm. so and, fo and I, I, I mastered suppression of mm. emotion, but I also mastered um, containment of a story. Mm. Um, and I mean, in, in the last 20 years, I've been able to go beyond my stories and beyond my pain mm. and, and to really heal myself energetically and heal myself on so many levels and and then bring all these other people with yeah. me and and be able to hold space for them as well mm. because once you have that level of you know love and healing and inner strength and compassion for yourself geez you can hold that for the whole world if yeah. you want to i mean yeah. you know um and i'm in i've been listening to your amazing podcast and we are an infinite intelligence mm. you know we mm. are an infinite energy we we we're an extraordinary beings well beyond our imagination so when you tap into that and you if you practice tapping into that on a daily basis i mean goodness it's just 
you know, my husband laughs at me when I say goodness. Mm. But oh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful so word, though, goodness. It's a, oh. When you look at it, for this, oh. we, were, we were talking... Or, you know, or, mm. or God, you know, generated, organised design or divine or whatever word you're comfortable with. Mm. But um, my husband laughs at me when I say goodness. <laughs> but it's just like, or, you know, it wow. Right. I, I yeah. guess I'm, I'm trying mm. to not use the word wow so much. Oh. <laughs> or All of it's wow. <laughs> but yeah. it's, it is divine. Yeah ecstasy it's indescribable yeah. beauty all of those things that help you when you go on you know your own healing journey and you're choosing modalities mm. that working for you and each to their own um, however I've tried everything mm. <laughs> and I practice you know I practice now what works for me and mm. um, the modalities that I share to help others that work for them and tend to be um, you know quite intuitive and integrative with with my approach but going mm. back to um, you know the abuse uh, on three separate occasions there was one occasion where I was black and blue oh. and um, it was yeah I can't remember it um, it was brought up uh, many many years later and then I you know sort of do these little healing ceremonies occasionally when things come up and I still feel triggered mm -hmm. um, I can create a healing ceremony for myself and also for that for, for myself as a child mm. um, and it's really powerful and really beautiful oh, but yeah. you know going back to 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 love and to reassure that child but uh, my mum obviously as I said you know she was a full-time nurse so she she looked after me for a little bit had to go back to work so I went to stay with my grandparents and I think that was the beginning of the change, yeah. that was the beginning of the healing. And having a safe place. And not knowing it right yeah. back then and not, you know, not remembering a lot of things. But I do remember chasing butterflies. Oh. I do remember picking <laughs> strawberries. Yeah. I do remember um, all the softness and sweetness. I remember the home cooking. Uh, um, I, you know, feeding the chooks, sitting on the back porch, eating mangoes from the tree, playing poker with my, my grandfather, who was an absolute dear, dear, dear mm. man, like big, beautiful blue eyes and this white, white, snow white oh, hair. Like your angel. Mm. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous man. Awesome. And, you know, we had a really, really special mm. relationship and that instinctively mm. I made choices <laughs> back then that were healing. Um, and I know when I talk about my grandparents, it brings up so much yeah. for a lot oh, of people. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really. I have my students when we go on retreats and the students I'm ask. I'm going to bring the books. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's, um, you know, sometimes you want to apologize for making people cry, but this is good, oh, right? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is all part of our healing and mm. cleansing and letting go because collectively. Collectively, we're doing this together when mm. you share that's why I always encourage students on retreats when you share when you share your story your pain and your vulnerability and some people I, I appreciate and respect always some mm. people are not ready to share they come on five retreats before they'll really say something that yeah, you know that it's, yeah but wow we've had some powerful shares and collectively there's 
you know, there's crying, yeah. there's laughing, there's letting go, there's a healing collectively. So there's a resonance. There's a yeah. resonance. It's really, really powerful. So anyway, we I had this special bond with them. I was continuing to see Leslie Kenton. Um, really, really, really beautiful relationship with my grandparents and and the whole community respected that because I played a lot of sport. I was real. I dived in deep to my school, my high school in Brisbane. Um, I had a lot of really close friends, so mm. and they knew that I lived with my grandparents. That's and not many then. Like you know, you couldn't count. I mean, there might might have been one or two in ten that weren't didn't have their parents both parents yeah right yeah back then can i just ask because i don't know whether i've missed something yeah <laughs> in my state of <laughs> emotion yeah. um was the reason you went to live with your grandparents because of the abuse or was it yeah so the first time uh, um that was the healing time and and i you, you're right you did miss something and then a few years later um not a few years it was probably about Eight years later, um, my parents separated. Okay. So I went okay. to live with my, my grandparents full time yep. at 14. Okay. So you did miss something. Um, there's a lot. Yeah. I, I'm, as I said, you know, there's yeah. a few decades. Yeah. But no, I'll try. Oh, it's it's yeah. absolutely perfect and beautiful. Yeah, no, it's um, good. Mm. And uh, my mum was moving to the sunny coast because working in a hospital there. Dad was still going away to sea, but he would come home from sea and stay right. with, with his parents, my, my grandparents. So. I still got contact with him, but um, I probably only see mum once or twice a year, which broke my heart. Yeah. You know, it was really, really tough being away from her because she's, um, um, well, well, you know, yeah. a lot of people listening of, that know me know my mother and she's absolutely Amazing. Adorable. Yeah, to have and eight children, like, I, that just blows my mind. Two sets of twins, like, yeah. that's literally, there's... Yeah. So, look, she, and, you know, back then she had six brothers. Uh, one... Uh, did live down actually two down south but four of them were close so their aunt mm. their wives our aunties pitched in mum's mum was alive until i was about seven or eight so mm -hmm. she was very very helpful she was the community saint yeah. <laughs> um she worked at the church she's very charitable she took in refugees she was amazing wow. she had seven children of her own awesome yeah, yeah. so okay. she was she was incredible um, so there's a very strong community yes. aspect to your life yeah just within the family alone isn't it like there's community a lot of people and, in your life yeah and mm. i didn't know either until later when i realized why am i choosing all these professions um even though i've gone into other professions like um you know a talent agency and that which I still nurtured people through and yeah. I was still a teacher of acting but I've always leaned into and enjoyed more nursing more yeah. giving and my mum was a nurse her mum was a nurse wow and my and her mum was a oh, nurse. Wow. So there's a long line Lineage, yeah. I didn't know that until later wow that's just yeah. really like you just uh, feel that I get that overlap into the medicine woman and the whole yeah village that thrives around the yeah. elders in the community, isn't mm. it? But my, my commitment was not to use, um, I, I could, I never resonated with medical nursing. Yeah. Because mm. um, mum always, you know, out of the four daughters, she wanted one of us to be a nurse. Well, she got me. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, other, my other sister is a naturopath. Ah. Um, my elder sister, well, she's done a, a she had a few careers, but now she's a yoga teacher. Wow. And then the other te uh, the other sister is a she was always been in medical reception um, and other jobs, but now she's an artist. Oh. So they've all it's um, like it's 
still in that area, but it's more holistic. It's so healing. evolved. More yeah. healing. Yeah. yeah, healing modalities. And I guess, you know, what's happened in the, the lifeline of, um, you know, our, our experience, all of our lives, we, we have uh, suffered a lot of loss, you know, yeah. two brothers and, um, mm. yeah, um, very difficult loss. Yeah. Um, but when I was 16 and living with my grandparents, um, my friend hadn't quite got my licence and she was my best friend from school. We both mm. got into the same course at uni, health and physical education, and, and I was also doing a performing arts on the side and that was kind of where I wanted my career to go at the time well not really knowing you know mm. um, at one stage I wanted to be a physiotherapist and so, <laughs> and so did she but we didn't quite get the TE score um, which was super high yeah, at right. the time uh, but she was diagnosed with um, lung cancer oh, and wow. she was the healthiest person you know it was crazy but there were a few cases at our school different types of cancer so we don't know I still don't know categorically today whether it was something in the environment ah, but we yes. were close to the Brisbane River and you know industrial areas so maybe who knows but they were all healthy kids wow. who each got different types of cancer mm. um, and each of them died wow so okay. she was given mm -hmm. yeah three months to live oh, and um, excuse me she was given three years to live um, but she only survived three months Wow. and it was it was really difficult so I I can't, I um, paused, yeah. um, what's the word, paused, um, yeah. <laughs> deferred, yeah. yeah, I deferred my, my semester, mm -hmm. or the course for a semester, uh, and intuitively just knowing then I wanted to spend time with her mm. um, in a different way, um, I don't know oh. how I knew that yeah. at the time or why, but I went to the funeral, um, I, she had wrote poetry to me, so I had this poetry and, you know, there was so much that she, she was such a strong, healthy person, well ahead of her years. I mm. thought, I always questioned why, you know, why she died, why she died and what did she teach me and what mm. did I learn from her? And, mm -hmm. and there was part of her that she left with me, I felt, uh, but I just wanted to spend more time with her. I think she's here. Yeah, I think she crossed the table. <laughs> just, I'm sure they just blew across the table. That's so As beautiful. the listeners are, um, just, yeah, for the listeners, a feather just blew across the table towards yeah. Amanda. Yeah, that's so um, Yeah, mm -hmm. so I did. I spent time with her at my grandparents' place. I would spend a lot of time, you know, they'd have their afternoon naps and or Nana would start her cooking and Pop would watch his program and I would, I'd write uh, I'd read things that were well ahead of my ears, like wow. just lots of philosophy and mm. poetry about mm. um, divinity and stuff like that, you know. And Dying I was uh, 18 when she died. So, um, so there's all these little cracking opens, I guess, um, awareness, cracking Absolutely. opens. But th when I look back, uh, there was a part of me that knew how to elevate even with this abuse that I could, okay, I did suppress a lot of emotion and I had to deal with that mm. quite traumatically later. Um, so I don't advocate that, but there was a part of me that knew how to transcend, mm. to mm. to hold space for myself at the time. Yeah. And I guess that's just the spiritual part of all of us, the spiritual Absolutely. nature that, you know, if you, if you spend enough time by yourself in nature and and you're lucky enough to land mm. or to 
to have a safe space at least for a short period of time mm. um, you can you know you can tap into that beautiful essence of yourself that yeah. will you know it will really heal you mm. um, so the healing journey had begun there but we got to um, I I met my husband and he you know he was part of my healing as well mm. trusting men yeah, yeah. Wow. trusting men and feeling safe yeah um, don't get him angry though <laughs> <laughs> no he's um, no he's well, he's a strong he's man a, but with a beautiful heart I beautiful mean, that's heart a, that's a you know he's strong boundaries yeah. and, um, he was he was an incredible father uh, they wouldn't have said that as kids because he was so strict but we all needed him yeah you know, his boundaries and he has just such an overwhelming love for, for me and the kids and mm. his very family so he was part of my healing as well absolutely um, and yeah so um, um, you know I met him um, get this I met him <laughs> this weekend oh, 35 uh, years ago oh, oh wow yeah how beautiful I was working that out on the way here actually oh wow 35 years ago that's so amazing I know um, I hope that's right. We're going to go with that because it's beautiful. Well, it's so beautiful. Yeah, it's, it it's very, very close. Yeah, 35 or 36. But um, then we get to um, my real awakening, um, which I guess was a, a, a cracking open. And mm. I, I, I'd spent my life to that point, you know, getting busy, um, creating, uh, you know, going to college creating a career, staying focused on sport, um, trying to keep my mind busy and, and always raising the bar for myself. And it was back then it was about success, not so much competition. Mm. I've never been very, and you know, my teammates would always have a go at me for this, like, come on. And I'd be like, well, <laughs> I, I'm playing for, for me. I want to do my best. Yeah. You know, so I've always competed with myself. The same I do in business. I run my own race. Yeah. Um, so it was... I, I got to this point where uh, I got cervical cancer um, and so I had to go through that little drama, that little journey. It was, wow. Um, yeah, that was awful. Uh, How old I, were you at this stage? Mm. So I was about 24. Okay. Uh, we were married at 25 and then... It's very young, isn't it? My grandfather, and it was just, I think it was the all the build-up, the yeah. stress and the tension as dis-ease always is. Yeah. You know, it's this emotional repression mm -hmm. uh, and this tension and this yeah this creation of toxins mm. um, toxicity yeah. also in the mind yeah and I didn't realize that how much toxicity was still in my mind and, and I just you know um, I would supersede that with positivity yeah. and, and really putting on a facade of positivity and look I do believe in psych psychosomatic yeah. and then the power of positive thinking however mm. I still, mm. I now believe in, yes, but you do need to process emotions and you do need to confront your demons. Yeah, and, there needs um, to be some work behind there that. There needs yeah. to be work behind that. Yeah, I keep getting this vision of this little two-year-old with their gum boots on and just intuitively <laughs> you knew you were going to have shit to walk through. You know? <laughs> How brave were you way back then, you know? Oh, look, just so that much. Shit, that strength and bravery. I never thought of myself as brave. Um, but then things happened yeah and now I can say now today sitting here 100% I've made some 
<clears throat> very brave moves, yeah. yeah. Mm. Had some very, very um, tough things to, you know, really step up to. And, yeah, but it, it, that's what makes you who you are. And I think it's – we all have a choice to lean into that or to shy away from that. Mm. And, look, um, you, you know when you're ready. Mm. Uh, and sometimes you don't have a choice because mm. it's – an emergency yeah mm. and it's time yeah you know to really rise absolutely and, and this is your time to oh. when everything comes together to to help and to say and that you know that's my belief is we're all here on this planet to help each other mm. in yeah. some way shape or form we all have some kind of a you know a, a dharma a purpose mm -hmm. um, that we fulfill for ourselves because we're good at it it makes us feel good mm. it helps us in our own health in our own happiness and mm. fulfillment mm. but we're also like you girls are doing you know you're loving it you're thriving mm. you're creating you've created this incredible podcast that's, mm. that will just help i mean if only i said to job you know before, yeah. well, before we started if only i had this mm. when i was 16 to listen to so yeah. I didn't feel alone and mm. I didn't feel such a freak at the time mm. that mm. I was sitting there reading what I was reading. I mean, yeah. I would never tell my girlfriends what I, you know, what I did at home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, it's and I would never tell them what happened to me mm. because I, I still wanted that happiness in some part of my life. In. Yeah. You know, I didn't yeah. want my life to be dictated by what other people chose to do. Mm. Um, so intuitively... I knew that, but um, but anyway, we get to past, um, yeah, and mm. and you know, getting married and twenty six. We get up to nineteen um, nineteen ninety three. Whoa, that was a doozy. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love how some years to stand out. Well, it was this was the real game changer um, for me, where there was no turning back. Yeah. And, um, and I've heard you say, you know, quite a few times, you can't unsee what you've seen. Yeah. Mm. Um, and this was my time to really um, make some serious choices. And, 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 and to be honest, I didn't have a choice. So Pop was getting really unwell yeah. and he, he had cancer. He went into hospital and I was driving up to Brisbane and seeing him in the PA hospital. Mm. I was still teaching on the coast i don't know how i managed it but i ended up getting a job opposite the hospital teaching aerobics oh classic <laughs> just so i could wow. justify yeah you know pay for the petrol yep. blah 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 um because i was just he was my yeah. you know he was my Your my best friend he was my soulmate yeah um and he was my you know i believe we all have guardians mm. around tribe, us yeah. and he was my the, both of them my earth guardians and I mean we've got many earth guardians Absolutely. and now we've got many spirit guardians but um, I was visiting him and he he had to lose his he had melanoma in his eye oh. and he had to um, have his eye removed and you know he looked at me and he said what do you think you know with and um, this and the anaesthetist had just visited him and, and he said you know damned if you do damned if you don't and I said, you can do this, Pop, you can do this, and I'll be, I'll be here waiting for you. Anyway, they came and they wheeled him off, and his little white, thick oh. hair was, you could see that at the top of the, 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 the bed as they were wheeling him off, and then he just put his arm up oh. with the thumbs up. Yeah. And that's all I could see with the thumbs oh. up and the little white hair. Oh. And I just burst into yeah. tears. I'm like, oh, 
am I, you know, will I see him again? Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, sure enough, he came out of it um, and he, he, he lived another six months. But in that time, in those six weeks, or it might have been a couple of months before he died, um, I fell off a horse. Oh. And that was, and, and you, as you can imagine me driving up and down Brisbane, holding a job, mm. got over the, the cervical and all of wow. that, and just being married, it was, I was absolutely yeah. ready to fall off a horse. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so this horse yeah. didn't just, you yeah. know, this horse bucked yes. me off. Yeah. Like, you've got to come to a screaming yes. halt because you're not getting it. Yeah. You're not slowing wow. down. Wow, I've got to love the universe. So um, then and it hurts when you hit the ground and, you, and you've got no ear in your body. And well, I was immobilised <laughs> yeah, okay. um, and I couldn't move my legs. So there was a lot of concern for a wow. few days. Um, but I was immobilised for about eight weeks and it took a year to rehabilitate. Mm -hmm. um, and they said, you know, you will never do this, this, this and that oh, again, okay. of course. That old story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I felt at the time I felt like, well, yeah. I believe you mm -hmm. because um, oh, this is the way I'm feeling. Yeah. However, um, you know, Miss Positivity decided to read, yeah. to meditate, learn to meditate. Wow. Um, and I just picked up every book I could on overcoming adversity, power of the, the mind, blah, blah, mm. blah. And a year later, uh, and also with the help of, and I think he's still operating today, Dr. Chin Chan, I'd go and see him for acupuncture. Mm. I, I swear by acupuncture. Because wow. yes. I did try every modality at that point. Not that I knew back then about kinesiology and, and I wasn't, I hadn't, even though um, I was aware on some level, I hadn't been introduced to an energy healer or anyone like that. Mm. But he did really, really help. And it was his love and care too and his wife, are very nurturing yeah. at the time. So that, that helped. And then Pop, I got the call from Nana and I, you know, and I still wasn't walking very well and had to sort of lie on my back to get to Brisbane. Wow. Um, but it was on Pop's birthday which was the 11th of July and his chest was rattling oh, and I'd written him a letter mm -hmm. and um, I got there uh, and, and the aunties and everyone was in the kitchen and they were doing the tea and the scones and everything and I had that time with Pop by myself and he had the one eye, yeah. he had this big blue, big beautiful oh. blue eye and I read him the poem and he had the, the eye, the you know, the tears oh. coming from his eye, he squeezed my hand, he rattled, rattled, we shook, we shook together. <laughs> And he passed, oh, and it was like it was the most incredible experience. Even though he was my my best friend, and he was he was everything to me at the time. Um, of course, you know Scott was my best friend and my new husband, but he knew that I had this incredible connection to to Pop, and mm. he um, he turned into an angel, mm. and it was and I. I felt like I was becoming an angel at the same time and we were just sort of whole, and I, I couldn't let go oh. and I sat like that for four hours because oh. um, Nana was coming in and she was she was worried and yeah. she was on a frame and she looked after him until yeah. you know she was ready to drop she was she was one of those fierce wim wow. women you know 19 born in 1906 and he was 1901 but um, she, he, she came in and uh, I didn't hear anyone. Mm -hmm. I know everyone was crying. The aunties were crying and screaming, and and I just—it was just all sort of subliminal. It's yeah. like a dream. It was like I was transfixed with him, and just felt like 
it was just so light and peaceful. And that was my first, wow. um, I feel, you know, since then there's been many more experiences like that, but that was my first um, really powerful spiritual like a metaphysical experience, experience. Mm. like yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. non-physical yeah mm. and then you know they had to come and take him away and that was the devastating part yeah. that separation yeah. that the, the separation but there was there was still a sense of peace and a sense of inner knowingness that he's okay and mm. then you of course you know everyone gets to that point you don't want them to suffer anymore mm -hmm. but there was also a, a part of me that had this really powerful knowingness that he was always he's always got my back you can feel yeah. that just yeah. through your story and I, right yeah. from the beginning when you when i got quite emotional about when you said you moved in with him i could feel that mm. that the two of them have been like angels with mm. you for a very long time yeah so and in, you know there's been a kundalini experience um which i mean you know as i said before uh, before we started i taught yoga for 20 years this year um, it's the last six years, Kundalini, but I was introduced to Kundalini about seven years ago and um, I feel like I have had more spiritual experiences since then. What is, um, can you just quickly, just really so Kundalini yes. is basically the energy, the divine energy that we have everywhere, like where it's energy everywhere through our bodies, through the stars, the trees, the suns, the planet, it's, it's all Kundalini, it's yeah. all energy. Yeah. Kundalini yoga is the activation of that energy. Ah. So it's, and they talk about the serpent and the, the movement of the energy from the base of the spine through the yeah. crown of the head and clearing the chakra energy channels and you know through the shishuma, yes. the central channel. But it's activating, balancing and strengthening the nervous system. That's essentially what Kundalini does. Wow. And people get, you know, there's, it gets a bad rap, I think because it, there's a few different lineages um, and people are not sure. Yeah. But look, and that's the thing mm. with, um, we've got to now, I think we've moved into a new, well, we're in the Aquarian age, but we've, we've moved into a new consciousness where it's okay not yeah. to know everything. Yeah. It's okay to, you know, can you hold space for being uncertain? Can you hold space for not knowing everything? Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, can you hold space for the mystery? Yes. You know, because when we die, I mean, you know, we hear lots of different philosophies about the ending of life. Um, but there's still, a, you know, unless you're dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to die. There's yes. still a lot of mystery. And people yeah. who have passed mm. away and come back and they have these incredible stories and healings, mm. um, which leads me to... Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, so pop past and um, How and then were you then you only like still young, you're twenty something. Well, it was the year before um, Jack was born, so I was twenty six. Mm. Wow. Yeah, I was twenty six, and then Nana, I thought would pass very quickly, mm. but she was a stoic woman. Yeah, um, she she would she got very depressed for yeah. the first two years, but I visit her, but then unfortunately through too many medical supplements she mm. she suffered from dementia ah. um, she had a lot of medical ailments and you know doctor's word was gospel and she, she took every pill imaginable and yeah. back then it wasn't as refined as yes. it is now yes um, even though <laughs> um, but you know God love all of that all of that profession I mean I've been saved by emergency myself but um, Nana 
she she lasted another six years oh, it was incredible God, but then she went into a home um, and that was a really hard experience because mm. she'd lost her mind and yeah. she was saying a lot of things that were really um, they're not themselves no oh, but it was toxic too yeah. it was hard and a lot of her repressed mm-hmm. stuff came up from her childhood that I didn't know about and it was very confronting for me mm. um, so yeah but you know she was my earth and she had my back oh mm. dear she had my back she was incredible so and it's funny now I you know through all of my spiritual experiences I suppose I thought that they would be the two yeah. um, I've had one kundalini experience where pop has landed on the floor with me and we've just <laughs> lied there holding hands oh, and, wow. and everything just felt so beautiful and blissful and um, I felt indestructible yeah uh, with with Nana Sometimes when we were in the old house, we've only just moved last year, and I'd be hanging out the clothes, I could hear her telling me how to hang them. (laughs) (laughs) So she comes in in practical, earthly ways. She always comes in, and, and, you know, your children are your riches. Your children are your gold. You know, that's Mm. the thing. So her her words come Mm. in like that. So I had had that upbringing, which I'm so grateful for. You know, I'm so grateful, even though... It was it was rocky to begin with for me. Like I also feel I've had divine intervention. I've been blessed with yeah. you know the experience with Very them. wholesome, safe home. Yeah. And in in when you were young and yeah, that and, space too. and I think also that level of security mm. and confidence, so that they could, so that I could step into mm. what I was meant to be doing. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, which everything following that has been very heart-centered mm. and compassionate and uh, you know a lot of awareness around that but uh, yeah let's have a breather because <laughs> you know we've, we've we usually ask so how did your awakening begin but yeah, we've dived right so in beautiful. and Madonna has just like mm. shared so much yeah. I ne- I've never shared that part of my childhood um, and you know, look, the details of that could be a whole other yeah. podcast oh. book. <laughs> um, but I don't know if um, I don't know. Maybe maybe twenty years from now. Yeah. Oh, who knows? Mm. I, you can never put a time on it. But I, I don't think I'm quite ready to go into all the details. Yeah, you know, of course. It's, it's, a, it's a, life is there's a lot of details in yeah. life, and sometimes we can get hooked up on those details, mm. and really, it's actually the stories, oh, yeah. which are so powerful and mm. and keep us flowing forward and mm. as you were saying with your retreats where you're lifting others up mm. in that environment that's what what it's about isn't exactly it? you could get stuck in the details yeah um, and you know where there is waste hope, potential where there is hope mm. and where there is love there is life mm. um, and I think that's that's been a huge message for me mm. um, in 2000 so <clears throat> my first year teaching yoga that was an interesting one um, I discovered yoga shortly after. Well, I had been reading about it with the back accident. A lot of it was meditative techniques, breathing techniques, affirmations. So that was when I was fell off the horse. So that was um, age 26. Uh, and then, well, before 2002, when I started, I probably started going to yoga classes for four or five years before I started teaching. So late 1900s, um, 
which sounds so long ago, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so somewhere, somewhere, when, when the kids were little. century ago. When the kids were little. So they were born 1994, 1996. Okay. So back then I started dabbling around and I produced this video that Joe did some photos with me. It's hilarious. <laughs> called Pregnant and Proud of Yes. It. And, you know, when I look back, a lot of my mm. – I, I did a little exercise class because yes. that was my background then and I did a, an underwater thing, but mm. I enjoyed the stretching. Yeah. Mm. I just love the stretching. And even as a netball player, I loved the stretching. So I guess that was, you know, that was always going to bloom in some way. Mm. Yeah. So I started this yoga teacher training and I started teaching in 2002, just one-on-ones and small groups and very locally at Paradise Point. Um, and I had my birthday in January and my brother came along, but he'd, he'd been struggling with schizophrenia for, for many years. But we felt he was going well. Um, but it would come along about a month after my, my birthday. Um, I got a call from mum to visit him and he wanted me to take him to the train station to go up to Townsville because that was the only place for, um, the only place he could get into for um, detoxing. Mm. And he was addicted to marijuana to help with his schizophrenia. Mm. Anyway, he went up there, but look, that didn't go very well. Um, when he came off the marijuana, which they did very successfully through, through the program, he had a lot of the raging symptoms come up. And they took him to the Townsville Hospital once, twice, uh. three times to emergency. Um, and the psych nurse at the time, the same nurse, was a male nurse who then left um, shortly after the incident, he kept turning him away. Oh. Yeah. Um, he said, no, he's, he's, um, he's still detoxing. And they said, no, 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 he's been through the program, da, 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 da. And I had sent Sean a birthday card. It was his birthday on February 28th. And I sent the card like quite early to make sure it got there because of all the red tape. Mm. And it was, I got a call from, oh, it was late in the afternoon. I got a call from mum saying, Sean's gone missing. Uh. Anyway, the next day his body was found mm. and he'd taken his own life. Um, and then I ended up being part of the, I went to the coronial inquest. Um, and because he wasn't, he didn't have a partner, he, we did, he had a girlfriend that went back to Holland and they just couldn't make it work. And she was a beautiful girl and it was, that was very sad. But I, someone had to represent him mm. legally. Mm. And my girlfriend is um, a law professor so I rang her and I said, this is what's happening. I'm going to do it. I need you to help. Yeah, well done. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I just, you know, it was probably when I look back, it wasn't wise. Oh, right. <laughs> In terms yeah. of it was, it was tough. It was heavy. Yeah, I yeah, can imagine. Yeah. You know, because you're looking at photos. Yeah. You're in court. Yeah. You're up against the court system. Yeah. It was really tough. Mm. Um, but we, we won the precedent. We set a precedence that if someone comes in, they're wet. They've, uh, you know, the nurse wrote in the book that he had admitted. Yeah. I've tried to commit, commit suicide. Wow. And he was still turned away. And he was, he was, there was evidence. Yeah. He was weird. He tried to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
in that next mm. in that next six months I felt his presence a lot yeah and I went to see um, a clairvoyant oh. and um, he came into the room oh, of course yeah. yeah but he was still very traumatized and confused apparently she said oh he doesn't know whether he wants to be here yeah he's walking in and out walking in and out um, and he, she, she had a few of my relatives and by the time I got out I felt so sick you know I was oh, just like wow. oh my goodness just, yeah you know it's such a heavy experience yeah and there's a lot going on spiritually and that's the thing and I, I can understand why people shy away from these conversations and they shy away from the mm -hmm. experience because physically it can take its toll mm -hmm. you've got to be nurturing through this yeah and now that I know what I know, I am very sensitive mm. around um, helping others. I'm very sensitive about now, you know, our own experience because this is life, right? You yeah. know, where, where people pass away. Yeah. And I mean, we've seen a lot of people pass away in the last few years. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's understanding, I think, the practice of um, tuning in to your spiritual being mm. so that you feel safe yeah and that you feel peace yeah mm. and you feel connection mm. you know you can have these beautiful ceremonies with your with your spiritual family with mm. your family that have passed you can have an incredible ceremony with a candle and a conversation mm. and a photo and it's so like I find myself having conversations where I'm laughing and I can hear what they're saying. It's so clear. <laughs> yeah, it's just um, the trust, isn't it? Trusting in that they're there, like, and believing that they're there and knowing but, that they're there. And and also, I think when you quiet in your own mind, mm, yeah, through you feel mm. it. Mm. It's undeniable. Yeah, it's undeniable. It is the truth, and then mm. you can't argue with your own truth when you feel it. Um, and then you know you do start to see to see certain things like light beings and things like that but people who have never had those experiences um you know they i guess they they fear these esoteric conversations but once you have then it's it just <clears throat> excuse me it becomes very normal mm. um, and what is normal and, yeah. what is, and that's the that's the question isn't it what mm. is normal and uh you know if we can have these phones that do a ridiculous amount of things that are bigger than the room full of computers that mm. you know why is it and you know we can have wi-fi that transmits things why is it so unusual to cut to oh. see that yeah you know that these is that to be in communication mm -hmm. with past or to, with spirit or it's so so unachievable. Absolutely, it's so not real. It, it doesn't make sense to draw the line. Does yeah. It? When mm. I learnt that your aura, your magnetic field, is three meters in radius around you or diameter mm. around you, mm. the, you know the magnificence of your energy when your mind is clear, what you can tap into, what you can channel, and that is also your protective field. Mm. That's also your. Mm. Um, your shield, your magnetic shield that protects you, um, or you can call it in to protect you. You can be tapping into that energy and aware of that, mm. so that it does. It gives you so much strength and peace, and 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 inner knowingness in in really tough situations. And look, you're not going to pull out your magnetic field when you're having a ball because you you're just playing and you're dancing in that realm anyway. You're not yeah. going to you're not going to draw on all these. Um, yogic philosophies and you know um, everything that you learn mm -hmm. when you're having a great time because you've done all the work 
to clear away stuff so that you can enjoy mm. your life, that yeah. you can be Enlighten. your fullest self. And mm. so, is this where the, like you find the the Kundalini that that has been so powerful for you because it's helped to uh, be in flow with that your energy field or to um, tap, into, think, look, tap into it? Mm. Yeah, look, yoga yoga still does that for me. I love the postures and the focus. You know, still the mind, still the body, excuse me, still the eyes, still the body, still the mind. And you, you know, the whole point of yoga is to quiet the mind, quiet mm. the mind, quiet the mind. So you get to that point where you're tapping into your body and your breath, but then beyond that, the subtle essence of yourself. You're tapping into your energy mm. and, you, you know, you're tapping into, um, wow, this overwhelming sense of, of, of of love and gratitude and you know mm. all that all the divinity that we all have um, kundalini it's just a different approach there's a there's a lot more breath work mm. I find there's a lot more mantra now people get worried about mantra as well but all it is is liberation of mind that's what mantra means mm. and it's drawn from the shabd guru which means sound teacher that's drawn from sound healing. And this is all from ancient teachings. Mm. Um, once, upon a, once upon a time, asana, which is postures as we know it today, was just, asana means to sit. It was just sitting in a circle and yeah. talking, but channeling. Because their minds, you know, weren't so cluttered back then. Yeah. So they were channeling. <laughs> they were, you know, yeah. there, was, there was not as much chaos and distraction. Mm. So they were channeling. Mm, beautiful. Um, and that's essentially what asana you know was and that's how we need to progress it so yes we need to move these days because we're not moving enough and yes we need to stretch and we need to focus but once our mind starts to quieten then mm. sit yeah and receive receive what are you receiving mm. well this you know, is what the... are you feeling there's some people even forget like what put your hand on your belly and breathe into your belly what are you feeling people get so disconnected and we wonder why you know irritable bowel and mm. gut issues and all the rest of it this mm. is again around the deep rest that's yes. come up in conversation so it does come in different forms and different um, communication you know how people see it different people see it different ways but this has come up in conversation with past guests around deep rest, yeah. you know, mm. the trueness of deep rest. Important. Deep rest. Yeah. Um, Shavasana. Yeah. Deeply relaxed, completely aware. Yeah. Yes. But when you truly, deeply let go, mm. you truly, deeply rejuvenate. Mm. And who, that's where our... truly, deeply lets go, like, you know, like to have that experience every day, that's what they did. Mm. That's what yoga practice is, truly, deeply letting go. And then truly, deeply rejuvenating. Mm. So and you've always got this abundant energy. All of those mm. wonderful things mm. that we can tap into are mm. in those moments, mm. not in the. That's it. The ones where we're flat out, or what you know. The epiphanies. Yeah, it's incredible. Mm. And the divine wisdom. Yeah. Um, I love in Kundalini. There's expression, or there's the Wahe Guru. Wahe Guru means. Um, uh, indescribable ecstasy. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. That, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and there's also eros, which is um, oh, I've when, heard that a lot. Yeah, which yeah. is like orgasmic. Mm -hmm. Life is orgasmic. Mm -hmm. So that's indescribable ecstasy as well to me. Um, and this, these are words that are, mm. have kind of been. Um, dumbed down as well isn't it like when you talk about indescribable ecstasy yeah. and well I guess people are trying to relate 
you know, to to the, the lay audience and to people who've never done it before and they don't want to scare them off. And I try and integrate a little bit of both because mm. I, I don't want to disservice, you know, my years of, not even about me, not even about the training, but I don't want to disservice the lineage that have, oh, wow, and yeah. also the ancient yeah. wisdom is just extraordinary. When you look into some of the texts, just like, oh my oh. goodness, you know, like the Bhagavad Gita, for example, is um, um, 200,000 stanzas long. I mean, hello. <laughs> Farah, <laughs> wow. I mean, hello. That's, I just find that mind-blowing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 200,000 stanzas in a poem that is dedicated to helping humans live an extraordinary life. Yeah. And it's really wow. getting out of their own way because it, it starts, it's about, you know, a war. But, um, and it has been perceived as this, this a poem about a war. Mm. But it's not. It's, a, it's the internal struggle. The war yes, is within, yes, our, yes, yeah, within ourselves. Yes. And Krishna, who is the chariot driver, who seems to be just the humble chariot driver, becomes the, the teacher, the, the divine. The, he's represented as the, um, the divine wisdom, the, yeah, however you want to yeah, describe it, yeah. God or divine wisdom or mm. um, the spirit connection. And, yeah, so it's... I just find yoga teachings, the more, uh, I'm up to seven years on the yoga teacher training courses now, but I just find every course, um, I don't think I'd, I'll teach till I'm 100 if yeah. I'm here. It's mm. just so extraordinary. So beautiful. And, you can, and I never, I learn something every mm. course because um, it just, there's just so much to it. You know, when a poem's 200,000 Verses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it kind can. of strikes me as like an awakening. Each course must be like a little bit of an awakening for it for the girl, the people who participate. Oh, look, it, you can't even. It's just incredible what happens on courses and the the healings. I mean, I have three girls fall pregnant. That were oh, pregnant. yay! Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there, there the you go. That's the magic. Yeah. That's the magic. The yeah. miracles. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I believe in all of that. It's when we simplify things and when we, you know, we take away yeah the stuff that's not needed and then i guess probably if, you know if we want to um get to the end of um where i'm at now oh um how we don't uh, want it to end <laughs> <laughs> well 2020 um i know 2020 was a big year for a lot of people yeah. and i don't want to um negate um anything that happened in 2020 but um, for us, we, you know, we lost our brother, another brother, mm. uh, my, our younger brother, who'd been on a journey um, of, um, we had a Hodgkin's lymphoma, oh. uh, which was treated with radiation and caused heart damage. And then the heart sort of weakened over time. He had a, an operation to replace valves and arteries, etc., to fix a valve and artery, but then um, a couple of years later, he needed the transplant, which he always knew he'd have right. to get to the transplant. They delay that so in case the transplant only has a certain lifespan, so they delay it to the wow. person okay. you know, later in life. And he's a year younger, but he's one of the twin boys, a okay. year younger than me. And um, we all, you know, we've always been an incredibly um, close, like really emotionally close family, even though mm. we were separated. Mm. Um, with all of the, the big things that have happened as we've grown up, you know, with our children yeah. or siblings or mum or anyone. We've, and, and, you know, dad's passed away since mm. as well. He, um, with lung and brain cancer and that, 
that was a big journey and we all sort of gathered and took turns even though whoops even though he was living with his new partner we all took turns and mm. looked after him but with Danny um, he ended up moving in with mum and um, as sisters we took turns and and then it got too much for mum and he moved in with my sister at Corumban and then we were sharing and um, we just like the bond we, we were always close and Danny's a kindred spirit and we always had this really beautiful connection anyway but it just got so incredibly strong yeah, through wow. the journey um, and he got to he got to the mm. the heart transplant um, wow. yeah, you've, got to be, you've got to be on the list that's huge yeah you've got wow. to be on the list and he got there and it was January and it was my birthday this is 2020 this is uh, 2020 yep mm. and my birthday January 17th and he was living back at mum's because um, there were some appointments he had to get to in, in Brisbane uh, and he was waiting for the heart and we knew he had only had a few few weeks for wow his heart. We, we, and you never know it's yes. like they give you a time and it could be any day Anyway, he said he was a chef, and he said, "I want to make you dinner for your birthday." But he, he could he could hardly move, and he could his uh, you know he was had all these things going on with his hands. Anyway, made dinner. He's a great cook, and I came over, and the full moon was rising over Stradbroke. Um, Mum lives at Russell Island. Full moon was rising over the opposite island, and we all sat out there. We'd finished dinner, and I I said, "You know, look into the moon and make a wish," and then we all did that. And um, I had to get to work the next day. And sure enough, you know, 48 hours after, um, I'm yes. riding my bike and I see my phone is on the, you know, the little magnetic thing at the front. And it's mum calling, so I pull over. And, you know, she, this is my mum. She's been a nurse all her life, only retired, I don't know, eight years ago. Darling, darling, we're on our way to the hospital. <laughs> Danny's getting a new heart. Oh. <laughs> like a new pair of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> And I just, I just oh. burst into tears. Oh. Uh, and anyway, so we went, we went through that, and I got there late that night um, to be there when he came out because I was there when he came out of the first stop a few years later. But um, the surgeon came in, and you know, it didn't go that well. He said, like, really, there was a nick in an artery. Um, they had to hold him on ice for longer than they wanted to, and they, they got up to, I don't know, they can only hold him on ice for so long before it affects their brain. And he said, look, we were right on, we're not sure. We're not sure whether he'll come out of it. We're not sure whether there's brain damage. But that was the next day's conversation. That that night, he just basically said, it went a lot longer than expected. But the next day, they called the whole family in. Mum came in and, you know, we, we were told just what, what had happened. Um, and they weren't very hopeful. Mm. Um, the manager, the ICU manager, the doctors, the surgeon, and then I got to know the surgeon from the last surgery. He did, was the same guy, and absolutely adorable. These heart surgeons. Wow. Oh my god. Oh, it's a big, big. I'm job. just thinking it. Mm. Just in what we know, as you oh. know, aware women, like. We're, we're transporting someone else's heart oh. into some, like it's blowing my mind. It, blow, it still blows my mind when I watch things like that. You know, it's. But not only was he, you know, this incredible skilled surge, yeah. surgeon, but he was so compassionate and so gentle. And I just thought, wow. Um, yeah, I, I thought you know he he was just incredible, but he he was really worried. Mm. 
anyway so uh, let let me digress just a little bit it was 2019 that he actually had that surgery and things weren't going well um it was 2019 okay yes mm. yeah he went into a coma for five days um there are a few people that really gave up um, not just medical but family had given up um, and I just felt he had he had something there was something about him that he just wasn't ready yet mm. he still there was still something that he needed I don't know he I just felt he wasn't ready to go mm. anyway I went in there every night and I played his favorite songs. I had a Danny playlist. Oh, um, and I See You at Night is, um, it's quite a precious place to be. Mm -hmm. You know, you can feel, so especially when people are, um, you know, in comas or uh, life support systems. And um, there's a lot of lot going on and there's some really special ICU staff. Yeah. Anyway, this one night, I think it was the fifth night, it was, it was the last night. and. I was playing his playlists and I had my frankincense and I always rub frankincense on his hands, on his, well, on his hands, on his third eye, between his brows, on his forehead and then on his feet. And the nurse was, you know, a lot of it is very technical mm -hmm. what they do nursing of course these days and she was on the machine and checking all his data and she sits there and basically 24 hour watch. Wow. Um, they, they, move away look but there's n there's never anyone that's too far away and he was right off opposite reception and she said to me you haven't given up have you and I said no <laughs> and I said no 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 and I was I was you know I was um fully fully in that spirit of um he's coming through you know um to even be asked that question is you know well, no, it was really powerful because she said, well, neither have I. Oh. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And I looked at her and, um, oh, it was the, uh, you know, when she said that, it just made my heart sing. Mm. It was, it was, oh, I, I, you know, I can go alone and I can keep, you know, doing what I need to do. But when someone decides to join my team, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah. like I love you so yeah, much so I was right like, now. Yeah, the love, like the love in this lady. Yeah, like, yeah, I love you so much right now. And I said, why? To her, I said, mm. why? Why haven't you given up? And she said, well, I've been doing this since 2002, which I found really lovely because I just when I started teaching yoga. And she said, and I've seen lots of miracles, oh. and I've just got a feeling. And she was really soft and gentle, and yeah. Oh, my heart it was just so beautiful sure enough the next morning I was there and I was playing peace train and he started blinking <laughs> and he, he yeah he came he, he started coming out of um, he became conscious and look it was another 48 hours of trepidation because I've got to get him off the life support system you know Different then he didn't systems. talk for another few days but then a few days later they got him off life support um, of course, you know, I ran from the hospital screaming yeah, yeah. and calling everyone of and course. letting everyone know. But then a few days later, I walked and they were still worried about his brain mm -hmm. because he was twitching. I mean, there were a few things that he was doing indicating there was brain damage. And I went up this, um, this one afternoon, about two days, and I walked into the room and he was in a, not hooked up to everything like he was and things were starting to look good. 
and I did the frankincense and the nurse that was tending to him said, oh my God, what is that smell? Mm, yum. And he said, frankincense. <laughs> and then he said, makes no freaking sense. <laughs> makes oh no freaking sense. He's and making I a joke. Just, like, oh, I wanted to cry, <laughs> but because of him, he's got such a great sense of humour. So oh, I was yeah. kind of laughing, crying, and mm -hmm. I just went, oh my God. I'm like, and I looked at it, I said, there's nothing wrong with yes. his brain. There's yeah. nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so, his joins, so yeah. powerful. God, like it was so movie. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really beautiful. And, mm. um, and, and, and then, you know, um, the day, so if you go to the date that he actually woke up mm -hmm. from the coma, and you go a year to a day later, wow. um, he really suffered with kidney failure. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he was, we were taking him um, quite a few trips because we, you know, we were looking after him on the coast and Russell Island. He had a couple of emergency trips from Russell Island in a helicopter. So thank you so much to emergency services and the whole medical wow. team that looked after mm -hmm. him. You know, we really are blessed in this country. A yeah. um, couple of trips there, but then um, the kidney dialysis, you know, quite a lot. We ended up getting a machine and working from home and everything. but it just got the better of him and mm -hmm. they wanted to push him out to a kidney transplant but he had to have the heart for so long before that was possible okay. yeah. otherwise the heart would reject Big um, so we got a year a year to yeah. the date that he came out of the coma and i rang him saying i'm coming up to see him and this was um february 1st and he um we had this incredible conversation and for the first time, like Danny's a real joker, and he, you know, he's he's just got such a he had such a, he has such a beautiful sense of humour. He still makes me laugh. The little conversations, mm -hmm. I know what he's going to say. Um, and he, but he calls a spade a spade, mm -hmm. and he can call you out on your stuff, you know, yeah. really beautifully. Like everyone could take it from yeah. Danny, not not anyone else, just Danny. Yeah, like Danny tells you, you know. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you respect what he's saying. So it's like, yeah. if Daddy's saying it, we're yeah. listen. So we had this really heart to heart. It was really lovely. And he, I remember, I can't remember the, the actual content, but it was just a really beautiful conversation. And he said, I, I, needed, I needed to hear all that today. Mm. I really, really needed this conversation today. And he'd sent me, or he'd, um, from, he was in P PA hospital at the time. He'd gone downstairs and a couple of weeks beforehand and wrote on my birthday card and um, I since he said I've got your birthday card here. Anyway, then the very next day I was teaching at Main Beach, um, seven o'clock in the morning, finished eight o'clock and had to, to get to where I needed to go and there were all these missed calls from my sister. Oh. And she said, Get you know, get on the road. We're all going up to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Danny's had a, um, what had happened, there was a bleed on the lung. He'd had another heart attack, we'd had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. um, and they've got him in an um, ICU and life support, da da da, da. Mm -hmm. So we got there five days in a coma. Again. Five <laughs> days, again. And I thought, well, maybe he's Houdini, maybe he could do it again. Yeah. But we were... We were all getting really unwell ourselves, yeah. yeah. And it was really, really difficult to hold that, that energy and that space. And 
But by the same token, none of us wanted to let him yeah. go. Yeah. Because we've seen, and, and he taught us, like his resilience and, and his grace under fire and his humour mm. in the most unbelievably painful situations. Yeah. He was being there for all of you. Oh, mm, yeah. Incredible yeah. love, isn't it? So we, uh, the, we, we got to that fifth day and he, he did have on the, um, it was, he had brain damage. Um, even though that was proven and I still, when I was with him, there was still signs of him there and I still could feel, and I still wasn't ready to let him go. Yeah. But we all gathered around. Um, most of us did. Some of them couldn't come in, and we we were like his little uh, guardians, yeah. and we all held him and um, supported him as he passed. Oh, yeah, wow. it was really, really, really powerful. And then everyone left, and um, because I'd had that experience with with Pop and oh. with um, with Nana um, and with Dad, <laughs> I decided I wanted to stay. Oh. So I stayed for another few hours and the nurses were really lovely. They just cups of tea and water yeah. and then they left me and, you know, I'm sure ICU nurses, they, they see everything really and they really feel every well. Yeah, a lot of them have a real appreciation. So I, I stayed and we had another conversation about, okay, what's next? Mm. What do we do next, you know? Um, wow. Yeah, it was really so powerful. So beautiful. But, you know, to be, <clears throat> I think what it's taught me is this, it's, it's to not be afraid mm. and that Shavasana is you know this is it's, it's the preparation for letting go and and to hold space um, not everybody can you know look I appreciate and I respect it's it's a subject that people will will choose to shy away from and I totally get that um, and you I guess you rise to what you're given as well yeah, but you know, um, he he was a joker and he was fun. And then, beautiful Uncle Danny, who mm. brother Danny was named after, he then got really unwell. Oh, he wow. came to live with us, and because he needed serious care, and then back and forth to Gold Coast Hospital, he passed away in 2020. So, and and you know, he was he was like my surrogate father because he kind of passed passed that. Um, care from what Pop had given me, moved into their oh, home wow. and lived still. I still visited that street, wow. you know, from being a little girl catching butterflies in that yard. I visited that street up until 2020. Wow. Yeah, so that was a long time. So I was born in, born in the 60s, yeah. so, yeah. you know. So um, beautiful. And, yeah, so, it, look, it all sounds sad, but like, like oh, the point of mm. this... Um, podcast too what I was when I listen it's uh, yeah what has happened for you mm. and why are you now on this journey you know why have you chosen absolutely these healing modalities why do you help people yeah um, Madonna yeah. what do you do for a living <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know yeah. that question how mm. do you address that question because everything you describe mm. is an incredible life path mm. that is been awakenings constantly isn't it yeah what do i do for a living well you know i was being trivial then because you know yeah. you obviously choose for so many reasons yeah absolutely absolutely but I, I think my my thing for a long time has been do what you 
Well, do what lights you up, do what you love and are you helping yourself? Are you truly helping yourself and are you truly helping other people? Mm. That's my thing. Mm. So does it light you up? You know, does it fulfill you? Mm. Is it is it helping you in some way? Because if you're not being helped, if you're not being filled up, there's no way you're going to help anyone. We, you know, most of I think your audience understand that. Um, and are you truly are you truly helping? And I don't know. I've always been a people person, and I I love people. I love community. Mm-hmm. I love to make people happy. You know, when people come into my class sad and they they smile, they 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 cry, they cleanse, but then they laugh and they smile and they give me a hug and a kiss. I mean. Or even if they don't give me a hug and a kiss, they just turn around and go. So I've got one girl that comes and she just turns around and she gives me the thumbs up. (laughs) Like a cop. That's the truth. Yeah. I didn't think of that. What was that? Like a cop. Remember? Yeah. In the hospital. Oh, yes. How beautiful. Yes. So look, that's that's my juice um, when... Because yeah, I, I know what it's like to be depressed. I know what it's like to be incredibly um, fearful and insecure mm. and uh, in, in, in deep pain. And um, I know what it's like to grieve like your heart is going to splatter into a million pieces. And I know what it's like to, um, to be really angry, you know. So it's about, I feel like the healing is about... Um, learning to navigate all that because there's still important emotions mm. Mm. Um, but we can divert that energy like anger for example what a powerful energy yeah like let's divert it's that a, stuff it's hugely you know? like that is incredible yeah. lean in mm. yeah well you can divert it and you know the the antithesis to anger is compassion but if you use that energy for change mm. okay you're angry about something this hasn't worked or this has you know been really hurt how mm. can i use this energy to change and that that doesn't always land straight away. You yeah. know, you can be. I've I've had anger, in, and um, unforgiveness issues for years. I'm not saying I'm still. I'm not a divine until you know, I've passed. I'm not a divine yeah. human being or a divine being, but I I am partly. Mm. Well, you are. Yeah, partly. Absolutely. we all are. Yeah, because mm. part of what you were saying before about learning not to repress your emotions and mm. you know. For people who are kind people, who are giving people, mm. anger and those energies don't sit well, you know, so yeah. and, or, you know, it's, it is hard to find yeah. a, an expression for those emotions yeah. sometimes. Yeah. You know? But I think that's, you know, we've been taught to, to repress and suppress mm. that and, and, and maybe not to uh, at least, uh, th- it's okay that you're angry now how can you know how can we calm how can we calm so we can use this awareness because you're always learning something you know um, why are you being triggered you know mm, that's like mm, workers absolutely i know we talked a lot and it's just so beautifully authentically come up in conversation that i feel like i've made you sad no (laughs) no we're sitting here with our hearts wide open and we're just like it's absolutely i feel very wide open and so beautiful very privileged to walk with you yeah Yeah. I and I love you know because life is about um listening to all viewpoints Mm. and I felt I feel like I've literally um sat like really sat with you today Mm. and felt it all and it's so beautiful and I'm I'm blown away with your humility like Mm. it's and the way that you deliver and talk about it is 
so precious. Mm. Um, so thank you. Yeah. Mm. I love your vulnerability. <laughs> and I think that's what I love about this podcast. It's a no BS. It's, mm. you know, and vulnerability is your greatest strength because that's when you, that's when you let the light in and, you know, and you're honouring your truth mm. um, and you're able to be flowing. When you are, are, are releasing, you allow flow and you release blockages it's the blockages that create the stiffness and the yeah um, and the blocks moving forward. So the um, disease and the things that go wrong in life because you're not seeing things, mm. you know, as they are or as you know, mm. you've got too many filters. Exactly, mm. and I think that's that's my commitment to yoga too: to quieten the mind, quieten the mind. Because as soon as I start to to get um, you know the negative thoughts or my behaviors I notice my behaviors change and why mm. why am I regressing to that behavior why am I regressing to that language is mm. because um, I'm being I'm being distracted mm. I'm being distracted by whatever it is you know the world news um, somebody else's conversations or opinions I'm being distracted so mm. yoga is about letting go of distractions and the samskaras the mental impressions from our past I mean if I let my mental impressions from my past dictate who I am oh, today wow. <laughs> yeah. would you, you know, still be yeah. here yeah. or well, how would you be sitting you know yeah well and I have year. you know I've mm. let that happen I and I I can I have in the past I, I sink down and I would get incredibly um, depressed and anxious but it's taken a lot of work and it but anyone who has had things you know we've all had things happen for us yes um, and we have a choice yes we have a choice to um, to do something with that to learn from it and yeah absolutely but it's it's you know it my my next phase in life is about receiving. Yeah, I still want to, um, you know, I've, I've got this beautiful Zen Soul Collective um, studio of the Zen Soul community that mm. I started in two thousand and two, um, uh, and you know, look, I'm trying to get out of that linear time attachment as well. We're all yeah. in a vertical time space, right? Like, let's let's just be present right yeah. here, right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I, I feel like I've reached an age, and I don't want to call it retirement because I don't think I'll ever retire. I'll yeah. Always teach. Can't see that. No. Yeah. <laughs> but and and you know, you your dharma or your your purpose or what you feel fills you up and helps other people. You want to keep doing that in some sense. Um, but I want it to be more available. I am available for mm. my children all the time. My boys are now, you know, they're older and doing their own thing. But mm. I I always like to be really present for them mm. um and you know we've had a lot of stuff happen yeah. for them in the last as most parents do but they've had some some big things happen in the mm. last 10 years so um but it, i feel like i can hold space Absolutely. no matter what happens you know um well, you've yeah, had, uh, yeah I, I just like it's it's totally not what we talk about on girl awakening but you know, I'm looking at Madonna and she's, I hope you don't mind me saying, she's 57 mm. and she looks quite easily, she could be in 30. her 30s. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, this is a beautiful example of a woman that hasn't held on to anything, you know, mm. that you've experienced, you've felt, fully felt, mm. and you've moved through it and you're not wearing any of your stuff. Yeah. And it's a, you yeah. are like literally a living example of, you know, what you can be and what's available when you do move in to the 
the scary parts and the sad parts and all those mm. experiences and fully experience it and let it go and move mm. through it. Yeah. And look, and, and, and I work on that. Yeah. Every day I work on that. And, I, you know, there are times um, where things come up and I have to check myself mm. and realise, oh, but you said that affirmation like a hundred <laughs> times. <laughs> and I do have to then go, well, hey, okay, now you're going to feel it. Mm. Now I really want you to feel it. So I don't know, people who meditate all the time, you start to become the witness of your thoughts and you're telling yourself oh, yeah. what to do a lot. Um, but yeah, I do check in with myself. I'm like, Madonna, you haven't, you haven't really forgiven mm -hmm. because when you saw that person, that feeling and that thought came up. So you yeah. got to do some more work on that sister. Yeah. Like, um, and this is big stuff. This yeah. is sometimes forgiving the unforgivable yeah. that you would, we would perceive in society today. It's mm. forgiving the unforgivable. But I managed to do that and I was just, it's probably one of the most liberating things in my whole life where I could... I could be in the presence and I could be genuinely compassionate. Mm. I still had very strong boundaries. Um, I still, it's not like you become yeah. best friends or, you know, you still don't let that person, well, in my choice, it, I don't have no need for that yeah. person to be in my life. However, for me to liberate myself, for me to have the level of um, love and peace that I long for, mm. I had to, uh, well, didn't have to, but I made the choice to forgive mm. in my heart no words have to be said mm. i mean i've done lots of journaling i've done you know lots of ceremonies where i've um, had conversations with this person but i was in their presence um i was polite i sat i could feel my compassion for that person mm. um and you know of course as karma has has its way mm -hmm. you know it that, always works out it, well the person who created a lot of uh trauma i guess mental trauma for me um is, is yeah on a on a suffering on a, mm. a physical suffering journey um and you know look anyone who is a an abuser tends to have yeah you know um like a bully mm -hmm. um and we all know that story. The bully is the one that mm -hmm. you know yeah. needs needs the help. Um, so to find the forgiveness and the compassion um, for this person was a life's journey. Mm. Um, but I got there, you know, and it was it was a big occasion and the it, the actual occasion. But it was a it was a monumental um, life experience for me mm. well it comes back to that responsibility doesn't it self-responsibility it's like mm. how far are you willing to go mm. to clear your own stuff exactly exactly but, yeah yeah but also it's that um ultimate freeing out of mm. anything that they have on you as well isn't it yes that's what i find is yeah as you say it's incredibly hard work to get to that space yeah. but one of the gifts to you is mm. that you are totally free yeah. of whatever the energy experience mm. was about yeah. and that's pretty powerful in itself yeah, isn't it? definitely, definitely can we end on a happy note? What's absolutely, yeah. oh. we're going to hand it over to you, yeah. we're going to hand it over to you where would you like to mm. go for the last little bit of this podcast 
Oh, I thought you meant on my next trip. <laughs> <laughs> so we, and you know, another That's part me. of another part of um, you know this phase in life is is spending more time with Scott. He's coming up for retirement in three years, so we want to do some more travel, and yeah, we don't nice. want to be leaving it until retired. Yes. We want to be traveling and taking opportunities when we can. So, in between, you know, business and teaching, and where I'm trying to get away with him, and I want to do more things like that. Mm. Um, we just went to WA, oh my God, never been mm-hmm. to Margaret River, Denmark, mm-hmm. didn't know there was a Denmark in Australia. <laughs> oh, I it's Esperance, yeah. the most mm. incredible place, mm. wow, yeah. like the turquoise water, the white dolphin skin beach, like mm. it's just, it's like I felt like I was on another planet mm. and the Antarctica influence there, yeah, yeah. it's really beautiful. And the indigenous... So, I uh, feel there is strong, yeah. very strong. It's yeah. there's something. See, I, I feel that. I, I guess I feel that everywhere. When I was um, once upon a, one chapter, I was teaching at Talabudra Camp School, and part of the kids' education was um, to learn where the women's sacred sites were. Oh wow! And they had their ceremonies, and we take them up there and talk about what they did, and oh, and then also where the men used to fish, or the men used to, you know, spear yeah. their fish and. Um, there's just so much. Yeah. You know, I, I, I kind of, I'm very all inclusive. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> all inclusive with, uh, with that, and we've got a really good friend that um, helps a lot of the indigenous in Uluru. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm just very aware of, um, of, you know, us. Uh, I guess, not just Australia, but the whole world. Um, expanding I was just about, you just took the word <laughs> yeah. out of my mouth I was yeah. about to say I think the thing that I'm realizing is the more that we expand mm. um, the more we can feel yeah into you know our roots and our yeah our heritage and all of those yeah and then up you know it's not just out it's up yeah. and down and, and one big thing around I guess consciousness is um, try never to um, excuse me I try never to judge anyone any race any community any age group anyone mm. by that um, dogma mm. you know like mm. take people mm. individually yeah mm. we are all individual and yes we have influences yeah however give people an opportunity to Absolutely. let that go as well you know otherwise the more we we judge and we're labeling and we're also um, reinforcing their attachment to, you know, perhaps something they're trying to, to move on. Absolutely, from. but not mm. only that, we're stopping ourselves from having a, a new viewpoint, a mm. new perception. As soon as we mm. judge anything, mm. we're locking ourselves in too. Mm. You know, we're not allowing ourselves to be more open. Mm. Exactly. Such a powerful, it's a powerful way to. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. So travel, travel Yay. in the future, and uh, online teaching, the yoga teacher training programs. I absolutely love. As I said, I'll keep doing those. This week we've got the Yin and Mindfulness program. Beautiful. I'm going to pop everything about Madonna, mm-hmm. like her class, everything on the bottom of this yeah. podcast. So the, the Yin. What were you saying before about um, uh, letting go and? resting yeah yes, that's yin and mindfulness that's beautiful everyone if you're feeling mm. overwhelmed mm. or you know you feel like you just want that quick i know i shouldn't say quick but at least it's accessible absolutely it can be an hour and a half yeah it's it's cost effective mm. go to a yin and a mindfulness class mm. and 
you know there's just I mean the Gold Coast I remember when I first started there was no, you know, like there was one other teacher on the North Gold Coast. I used to drive to Byron Bay to classes. Wow. You know, uh, I used to drive to the Gold Coast uh, Yoga Centre, but Byron yes. Bay was, I, I loved a few teachers down there. Mm. And then, yeah, I mean, look at it now. Yeah. And there's a, I just, when you said that, I was the, te- the teachers that you're spawning out into the world yes. as well. Isn't it beautiful to have oh. that? I love her. Yeah, um, and are able to. Well, our beautiful Emma Walkinshaw, who was yes, on here, she's yeah. a little she prodigy yeah, from your darling. <laughs> darling. I, I fall in love with all my students. At, yeah, at Emma and I, we just she's we, a we we divine. We have so many giggles. Yeah, <laughs> she's hilarious. Yeah. Like seriously, she's a woman that I love very oh, much, and just yeah. so honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love it. Beautiful. And traveling yeah. is one of those things that uh, I think it's like a reset, isn't it? In a way, like because I love adventures. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I love mm. adventures, and I love opening my mind to new communities and new cultures and history. History mm. and, and on the geology, the geology of especially WA and that mm. I've never seen that landscape mm. I've never so seen untouched, anything like it, it. Yeah, it's beautiful. very different yeah Uluru very different oh, yeah. Mm. yeah yeah absolutely the Australia, and the Olgas the true heart mm. yeah um, it's that when when you uh, it's you're activating grid lines and things like that too and it's interesting sometimes when you look at um, times like you've spoken about timelines today with years different things have happened but I think, and it, traveling is one of those things too. When you, the timing of things, mm. how sometimes, sometimes times, <laughs> uh, it, you're in that space, and it activates something in you mentally or physically or spiritually oh. or your, you know, your awareness around something. And it's, yeah. it's quite a beautiful thing to be mindfully traveling. Mm, absolutely. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely a mindful traveler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm one of these really. Um, I'm very romantic. In my tra- and I, yeah, I love to feel everything. Mm. Scott's always like, don't get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> you and my husband would make great travel. <laughs> well, we'll pair, we'll pair, we'll all go together. Yes, and yeah. <laughs> Thank you, you and Scott can laugh at so us. much for mm. coming on today. Oh, it you're truly, welcome. It truly was an honour to have you in the space. Thank and you so much. Yeah, I know the listeners have are going to opened oh. wide and just. To feel open. so many things in mm. such a compassionate, truly compassionate, mm. and uh, all embracing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Compassion's definitely the healer. Yeah, for mm. you know, starting with yourself. And thank you, girls, so much. I mean, I, as I said, I wished this podcast existed when I was mm. younger. But look, you know, it's all part of the evolution. Absolutely, it's all part of. Um, we might have to stop the swearing, then so then the younger girls can listen. <laughs> Yeah, and you know we had that conversation yeah. about swearing. I don't mind swearing. I just I think living with my grandparents. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I just uh, and and look, I, I still swear, but mm. I'm I don't think I swear much in public. Yeah, um, we're gonna learn some, wrong with some mob language. We, we, we've learned Gua. Yes, <laughs> which Nan is, is really keen on learning the mob language, yeah, so swear words, it, yeah. so we can say it, and it doesn't really. Mm. But just, it's got you, the same feel about yeah. it, but it's not. Perhaps so now you can yeah. say Waheguru. Ah, ah. Yeah, I, yes, I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Indescribable ecstasy. Yeah, and which is yeah. also the ultimate trust. Waheguru, you know, you, you're, oh. you're trusting, surrendering to divine ecstasy. What a beautiful way to finish. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you, Madonna. Thank you, yeah. girls. Thank you. Awakening podcast. We will see you next week with a new guest, and we look forward to sharing with you an awakening. 
There's a link in our show notes for info regarding our guest and a special blissful thank you to Ksenia Luki, the amazing artist behind our theme song. We will see you next week. Bye.